this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Welcome. I'm glad you are joining us again uh, this week. Uh, I want to pick up the conversation that we started last week, which is all based around the question, what is your focus? I mean, when it comes to life, focus is important. It, it acts as a, a filter. It, it helps us guide our decisions. It can, it can impact you know, how we are feeling and just how we respond. Um, our focus determines how we'll interact with other people. Focus even determines how it is we are going to use our resources. To put it another way, focus is really the why to everything else we do. Focus is so important. And so, and so my hope that in this series, in this conversation, that as I start to talk about the focus of our church, that'll give you an opportunity to begin to reflect upon what is the focus of your life? So that life is not just simply haphazard that we respond to what is happening to us, but, but rather we are directive that we take the initiative in terms of putting into play in the midst of life what is most important. My hope is that as I talk about the focus of our church, is that you'll start to see how this can intersect into your life as well. So if you weren't with us last week, here's the answer. What is the focus of our church? Simply this, to lead people to Jesus. I, I really hope that that is a phrase that, that you continue to resonate with. And for me, leading people to Jesus is significant because it reminds us of things that should be at work in our life. If I'm going to lead people to Jesus, then it means that Jesus is the focus of my life. It, it means that my attention is not drawn simply to myself, but to others. And the third thing that we didn't really unpack last week, but is a fact that if I want to lead people to Jesus then it reminds me that faith, although very personal, is never meant to be private. So what does this start to look like? Well, that's what last week was about. That's what this week is about. That's what the next number of weeks is going to look like, is, is how do we make this focus of leading people to Jesus an actual reality? And I think one of the things that I've found helpful is to realize that at times, my focus gets distracted. It's not as if I don't think that leading people to Jesus is a good idea. I just get caught up in other things. Like, like last week, I talked about how oftentimes what can prevent my, my focus to be leading people to Jesus, it's because I focus on my own preference. Uh, I focus on what meets my needs. And listen, if you missed last week and you kind of want a little bit more, jump back and watch and then join us in a few more minutes. But this week... I was reflecting upon another distraction that oftentimes can prevent me from keeping my focus on Jesus and my focus on leading others to Jesus. And it's the trouble of busyness. It seems as if in our culture, busyness is almost a, a badge of honor. Uh, when we talk about how busy we are, it's almost like a, a level of importance. I mean, just try to catch yourself how many times this week when someone says, oh, how is your day going? Or what have you been up to? It almost seems that the catch-all phrase is, oh, oh man, Oof, let me tell you, life is so busy. I am so busy. I am so busy. And the problem 
is that busyness is oftentimes a detriment to life, can oftentimes be a, a challenge to helping us remain focused. There's a, a phrase that maybe you're familiar with. I don't know who initially said it, but it's simply this. If the devil can't make you bad, he will make you busy. Because nothing blurs our attention away from Jesus and away from, from leading others to him like busyness. And so how is it that we respond? Well, I want to turn back to a, a passage in, in the Bible, the same one we read last week, and it's from John chapter 1. And just to give you a bit of a background, it's, it's a passage where we're introduced to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is, is brilliant because he is the one who made his life focus leading people to Jesus. He was the one who went out into the wilderness and began talking about the importance of the coming Messiah and how people needed to repent and, and return to the Lord. And so it's in John the Baptist we see an individual who is incredibly, incredibly focused on leading others to Jesus. Well, as we go back to this passage, we're introduced to Jesus. And in just a very few short verses, we're going to see something that was foundational to Jesus' ministry that I believe needs to be foundational in our lives as well, particularly if we want to overcome the blurriness of busyness. So let's jump in. It's John chapter 1, and we're just going to read a couple of verses, verses 35. It says, the following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. I'm not sure if you caught it. But in those last two verses, we see one of the key foundational pieces to Jesus' ministry. One of the, one of the key lessons for us that, that if we want to focus on Jesus and if we want to lead others to Jesus, this too needs to be a priority in our lives. So what is it? Simply put, he invested in others. Did you see that? The, the, the narrative tells us that John the Baptist was talking about Jesus. And then when Jesus arrived, he says, look, look, there is the Lamb of God. There is the one I've been talking about. And then immediately, two of John's disciples began to follow Jesus. And Jesus struck up a conversation. And we're told that they were kind of interested. And so what does Jesus do? Listen, this is Jesus, the Savior of the world. He had likely been doing other things. He might have had other things planned for the rest of the day or, or maybe just a little bit of downtime. But as soon as he saw that people were interested in him, he said, come, come and see. And I love how the Bible tells us that Jesus spent the rest of the day with these two individuals. One of the keys of Jesus is that he invested in people. 
He, he didn't get caught up with just simply thinking, well, I have tasks, I have accomplishments, I have things I need to teach. No, 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 no. I am going to spend time with others. You see, one of the dangers of busyness is that we begin to place our focus on tasks and accomplishments instead of people. I mean, maybe reflect for a moment. How many times have you kind of said no to people or maybe kind of ignored your kids or didn't really pay attention to your spouse because you were so busy accomplishing a task or needing to get through your to-do list? Now, I get it. I get it. I realize there are things we need to do. But maybe a blind spot for many of us is this reality of busyness. You see, for Jesus, he never allowed busyness to take over his ministry. Actually, one of the really amazing things is as you start to read more and more through the Gospels, as you start to read more and more uh, the, 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 the history and the story of Jesus, you see that so much of his ministry actually came through interruptions. There's this one time where he's walking into the city, the city of Jericho, and there's this man by the name of Zacchaeus sitting up in a tree. And I don't know what else Jesus was going to do that day, but he called Zacchaeus down and said, listen, I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to come and hang out with you over lunch. Or then there's this other time where, where Jesus was teaching, and, and clearly this was really important. And, and the parents were trying to bring their little children to him. And the disciples were like, no, 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 Jesus is busy. Jesus is important. Keep the little kids away from him. And Jesus stopped them dead in their tracks and was like, no, 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 no. Let the little kids come unto me. He invested in them. Well, then there's this other amazing story where Jesus is walking through the crowd and there's this woman who had issues of bleeding for almost her entire life. And she just wanted to get close to Jesus and touch Jesus. And when she touched him, Jesus stopped. He stopped and was like looking around saying like, who, who touched me? And the disciples are like, Jesus, Jesus, there's, there's a crowd around you. Who isn't touching you? And Jesus is like, no, no, no. No, no, I, I felt power go out of my body. And the woman was healed, but more importantly, or as important, he spoke to her. He had a conversation with her. He essentially invested in her. I'm reminded more and more that if we want to be like Jesus, if we want to focus upon Jesus, if we want to focus upon leading others to Jesus, we need to be willing to invest in people. To not allow busyness to, to capture our lives and begin to take over. Because the amazing thing is that when you begin to invest in others, it shows them they matter. Maybe you're watching this week and you're still not convinced of wanting to follow Jesus. I hope that as you start to read more about who he is, you see how he invests in people in the very same way that he wants to invest in you and that you matter to God. The second thing I realize is that when we invest in people, they start to see what matters to us. 
You know, when we think about leading people to Jesus, it's, it's not just simply handing them like a track or, 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 or giving them a Bible verse or, or telling them to come to church. No, no, no. When we start to invest in people, it means we spend time with them. They spend time with us. And hopefully they'll begin to see the reality of our faith in Jesus lived out. Third thing I realize is that when we invest in people, our words begin to carry much more weight. I mean, why is it that we hate, you know, door-to-door salespeople or we dislike robocalls or, or unsolicited emails, right? Because it's just not personal. But when people invest in us, we begin to have conversations with them. And even though we, we, we may disagree on some things, we will listen a little bit more. You see, one of the things I realize more and more as a church is that if we want to lead people to Jesus, we, we need to be investing in them and let them understand that you can belong even before you believe. As a church, I believe strongly that our focus is to lead people to Jesus. Not, not to make people's lives busier, not to overwhelm them with more things, but to be engaged in such a way that we invest in them. That's why you see my t-shirt or you may have heard us talk about it, or the logo on the screen. We are for Paris. For me, that is important because it reminds us of the importance of investing in others. That if we are to lead people to Jesus, we have to be for people. We have to be for our community. And so we say for Paris. It's just because we can't put for Brant or for Cambridge or for Hamilton or for Kitchener or for St. George on the t-shirt. It gets a little bit much, but you get the point. We are for you. And that's why when I think about our, our outreach ministries, like the raw carrot or the community dinner or the upcoming food drive, it's, it's about investing in people. It's about coming alongside and helping others. When I think of our building, you know, we're going through this major renovation, this major capital campaign, and, and some people may wonder, you know, why are you doing this? Because we are for people. We are for Paris. We want to invest in our community. And one of the amazing ways we can do that is by sharing our space. Do you know right now, there are five other community groups using our building on a regular basis? We're having concerts. We're having theater productions. We're having girl guides and brownies. We're, we're having the arts community come and be a part. We want our space to be used by them. Using our building is an opportunity to invest in others. A third way we, we are for Paris and we invest in others is, is through social media, is through doing online. I mean, the reason that we are doing this is to reach people who, who can't maybe be with us in person for a variety of reasons. I hope you see this as a means of investing in others. Back in the spring, we, we hired Leah to, to start doing our social media. And if you're following us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you, you may have noticed that, that Leah has been going around recently and talking about local restaurants, local businesses, local things that are happening. And, and a few people have said like, why, why are you doing that? Like, why do you do that as a church? Because we want our church to be not just about what we are doing, but what our community is doing as well. How we can come around and support them. And anecdotally, it's been amazing to hear some of the stories. 
A couple of weeks ago in person, there was a, a new family that showed up. And they recognized Leah, and so they struck up a conversation with Leah. And Leah says, oh, it's great that you're here. Well, how did you start coming? They're like, wow, we, we started to see your videos on, on social media and how you really for this community. And so we wanted to check it out. Another story Leah shared with me was she was in Sobeys and just walking down the aisle. And a complete stranger to her walked up and says, oh, hi, Leah. And Leah's like, hi, I'm not sure we've met. She's like, oh, no, no, no. I know you through all the videos you've been doing. And the person went on to say, I just want to thank you for talking about our community. She goes, it's amazing to see a church involved in this way. As a church, we want to lead people to Jesus. And in order to do that, we need to invest in people. We need to invest in our community. Jesus sets the tone. He, he refused to allow busyness to take over his life and his ministry. So I think we need to follow suit as well. So, so what, is this, what does this look like? Maybe you're sitting there thinking, yeah, Joel, I would, I would love to see this become more of my life. I, I would love to invest in others, but I am just so stinking busy. Let, let me suggest a few things that, that I'm doing in my life and and maybe this will resonate with you. The first one is maybe you start to intentionally create some space. Just start to create a bit of margin in your life. Because when we're too busy, it's so easy, it's so difficult to invest in others. And actually when interruptions come our way or, or people want to spend time with us, we just, we just think, I, I don't have the capacity to do this. Or we become frustrated. And then our frustration leads to guilt because you think, I'm not doing enough. I'm not investing. And so maybe the most simplest thing for you to do is just to create some space. Second thing is stop using the line, I'm so busy. Just, just eradicate it and, and see how often it kind of wants to creep back into your life. Don't, don't allow it to take up space in what you have to say. And the third thing is, look for opportunities to take the next necessary step. Maybe it's just getting to know your neighbor. Maybe it's having a coffee. Maybe it's uh, inviting someone into your home. I don't know, there's, there's so many ways that you can begin the process of investing in others. You see, when you see investing in others, you realize it's not just a one-off. It's not just, well, I'm just gonna tell you I'm a Christian or I'm gonna invite you to church and then I've kind of done my due diligence, right? No, 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 no. Jesus spends time with people and asks us to take the same journey as well. You see, as a church, we believe in the importance of investing in others so much that as a leadership, we've been talking about some of the new ways that we can create space where we can invest in one another and we can invest in others coming as well. And so starting the new year, we're going to begin a, a new initiative called Church at home. And the idea is this. Once a month, there's going to be absolutely nothing in person. So for a lot of you online, it's like, okay, what's new about this? We're still going to be online. We're still going to have our service, but here's the hope. Here's the plan. We're going to have a number of different locations around the county in Paris and other locations that are going to be, let's call them home churches, where people can come and can show up at any time on a Sunday. Obviously, you need to let your host know because it'll be at the same time as they're able to host you. 
And there might be food, you might watch the service, but the most important thing is that you will invest in one another. That, that faith is not just simply something you believe, but a reality you begin to live. And maybe this will be the opportunity. Maybe you're someone who's like, I would love to host a group of people on a Sunday to come and to watch and then to talk and just to get to know each other, to, to actually invest in one another. Because one of the realities of showing up in person is you may be here and you may be a part of the service, but a lot of the time the, the conversation doesn't get to the next level where we're investing in others. And so we want to correct that. And so we want to start having church at home once a month, completely online, but showing up into people's houses to learn more about what does it look like to live life with Jesus in the midst of all things. Lots more things coming as we're going to share with you um, as we get closer and closer to the new year. But, but just keep that on the radar. I mean, heck, if you're someone who's like, I would love to host some people in my home, send me an email and we'll begin to, to help train you and encourage you and to support you as to what this begins to look like. But as a church, as individuals, if we want to lead people to Jesus. We need to invest. We need to allow people to know that they matter. They matter to God. They matter to us. And that's why as a church, we are for Paris. We are for you. I really hope that in the next couple of days, you'll start to think through how this will play out in your life. But before I jump off, let me, let me pray. And so, Lord Jesus, we are grateful for this day. We thank you that you are a God who loves us and cares for us so much that you invest in us, that you came to live and to die, but it's through your resurrection that we can have hope. And so, Jesus, help us today to take that next step, to begin to invest in others as, as a means of, of focusing upon you and maybe even opening the door and the opportunity to leading others to you as well. For we ask it all, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Now, just before I, I sign off, just to let you know, if you want to hear a quick update on what's been happening with the building, just, just hang on, follow us to the end, and we'll give you an update on all that is happening. But now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Now may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. Now may Jesus look to you always and grant you his hope, his peace, his love, his comfort today and in all your tomorrows. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. 
If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.